Hello and welcome to In at Break, a discussion on all things education. You can call me Mr B. I teach sport and business in a further education college. And I'm Mr T and I'm a primary school teacher. Each week one of us is going to ask the other a question about education. It might be serious, it might be silly, but we'll give you our take on it. We're going to decide who asks the question with a good old-fashioned coin toss. I'll flip it and you call it. Here we go. Heads, you already know That's a lie. I agree to this. You've called heads. You are a fool, my friend, because it is... Fuck. Tails. Tails. Yes! I'm so glad I won this one. I can't wait for this question. I've been really revved up about this. So, um, as we we were talking off-air... I sound so uh, so professional saying <laughs> that. Uh, before we started, we were talking. I was saying that uh, this whole term has been by far and away the most difficult term I've ever done. I would go so far as to say it's been the most difficult um, couple of months of any work I've ever done of any kind anywhere. And it's really stressed me out. And one of the things that's that's gotten to me is the fact that I just I just don't see myself in many of my students. I, f- I feel like there's a real like uh, generation gap. Like I'm 20 years plus older than than my students. And I really am feeling that a lot this time around. But it's every time I go in, I try to think, what was I like at their age? What was I like in situations like this? And I can't quite get there. But it did make me think, and my question to you, Mr. T, is what kind of student were you <laughs> from primary school all the way through to college age? What type of student were you? Because it will evolve. I don't believe for one second that anyone's like the same person the whole way through. But I thought it'd be interesting to see if you could look back at yourself now through the eyes of self-reflection, but also through the eyes of your teaching self. Sure. To maybe kind of elaborate on what type of student you were. Cool, yeah. So I would say that um, my, if anything, I became less and less interested as we went along. Um, as I, I don't think that's actually that uncommon. <laughs> in, in school or in my question? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what were you saying? What's the question again? I wasn't listening. Uh, so, yeah, the, in primary school, definitely, I was super in love with school. I was very fortunate to have very good teachers uh, from year one, year two, and year three. Really strong teachers. They were all brilliant. Um, and I loved it. I was you know, I was probably like one of the top in the class. I like just loved writing, got it all. Like it just, it just made sense to me, enjoyed reading. Then I think the problem is that I'm a little bit like inherent, it, inherently lazy in that <laughs> it, less so now because the guilt overrides any kind of laziness that I can muster up. But, um, certainly <laughs> in terms of, uh, in terms of, if, if you were going to give me an out, I was going to take it in primary school. And so when I got to year four, we had a shit NQT. He was so bad. His name was fucking Mr. Turnbull. So Mr. Turnbull, I'm fucking straight up putting you on blast, you piece of shit. <laughs> and <laughs> he was he was fucking awful, man. He used to, he used to uh, on breaks, so he would let us out for break 
And then he would go and stand within eyesight just outside of the school gates smoking cigarettes for like the full, the full break. He'd just sit there smoking and then yeah. come back in. Come on in, kids. Back we go. Um, he didn't have any control. And on day one, he asked me as a year, as a year three, so eight, he asked me. No, I'd have been seven because I'm, I'm young in the year. So I'd have been seven years old. And he asked a seven-year-old, um, whereabouts were you in the class like what what table were you on in my school we had a very like specific table color scheme so it was like red group was the top orange group yellow group green group blue group if you're in blue group you just you you ain't it right but all my friends were in blue group i was in red group and so i went yeah i'm in blue group and he was like oh right cool so there you go off i went to blue group so i went and sat with my friends thinking fucking sweet as done i'm i'm sorted and so i sat down and basically coasted for all of year four until he came to my mum and was like he's doing so well I'm so impressed and she was like well yeah like he was on he was on red table uh like last year I don't know what's happened and then he was like oh that doesn't make sense he is finding the work very easy and I was just thinking like there is there is a zero percent chance right right now if you put a kid in my class it would not take me until the end of the year to figure out whereabouts they sat in the class. There is no way. So he just didn't give a shit, clearly, and was just like, fuck it, come on in, you get on with whatever you're doing, you're, you say you're in blue group, off you go, you're in blue group. Do you know what I mean? Like, he just didn't give a fuck. So then, um, year five, I had the same teacher that I had in year two, who was amazing, really, really good, and she came back and was awesome for me. She just she just got me, We and we had a very good relationship in terms of... I, I have it now with certain kids in my class, like where you just have that bond straight away. Like, I know for a fact me and you are going to get on for the year, and normally parents can tell as well. Normally a parent can say, uh, yeah, I can see that you two get on, and unfortunately there are also obviously times where you don't get on with a particular child and parents can normally tell about that as well you're not horrible to the kid but it's just not that immediate bond that you get <clears throat> and then so i was a little bit i, I want to say soft do you know what i mean i felt like i was a little bit like nurtured going through year one to five and then in year six i had this big badass scottish dude huge man huge huge man and he was fucking terrifying and he was awesome for me. He was so cool because he was basically just like, look, like I'm not going to let you coast. I'm not going to let you off at all. And, you know, I'm just going to basically drive you into the wall and just keep you going. But he pushed me so much that he actually got rid of a lot of the bad habits I'd picked up from coasting for a year. Um, and he put a lot of work into me. Uh, and he, he was just like funny as well. Like, he was very sarcastic and would laugh about stuff, you know, I'd come up to him upset and be like, oh, someone called me gay. And I remember, they remember this specifically being like, someone's called me gay. Like, obviously, you know, I was upset at the time because at the time that was, I didn't even know what that really meant. And he was just like, so I'll call you much worse in my class next year. But then like winked and smiled at me and I was like, oh, he's joking. And he's kind of like shrugging it off. Like, why did you care? And then when he stopped caring, I was like, yeah, why do I care? Whereas I feel like probably some of my other teachers might be like, oh, come here. Like, you know, it's okay, blah, blah, blah. And that was a great lesson for me to learn that as a teacher to know that you don't always need to take that super nice, very nurturing approach. Sometimes the kid needs a little bit of rough and you need to go like, you're fine. Get on with it. And it sounds harsh and it sounds like you're ignoring them, but it's really calculated. It's, it's very much like you're thinking about 
you know, I, I understand what you're going through and you're going to be fine. This isn't something for you to pay. It's not going to be something that I'm going to really need to pay much attention to. Um, but yeah, like it was mad. Primary school was really cool. I really enjoyed it as a, um, as an experience. I think that I, as the child, the way that my mom says that my, uh, like my teachers used to talk to me is that I was, I was a kid who was like cheeky, not ever naughty ever, but I would joke around a lot with the teachers and kind of like, you know, I was really keen to make the teacher laugh or make somebody laugh or whatever. But they said that I was never kind of rude or out of line. So I kind of knew where to toe the It's just from the, which I still have today, this like deep seated uh, feeling of, I really do not want to get in trouble. I hate it. I hate being in trouble. I hate the feeling. <laughs> so <laughs> I really am. Um, so I think that's what probably it stemmed from more than <clears throat> me being, you know, raised perfectly. It was just my deep like fear of, I don't want to be told off, especially not by the year six guy who was just scary as fuck. I remember one time this kid, um, this kid, I don't know what he was thinking, but he balled up like a piece of paper and he threw it at the back of him. And he turned around and he got us all to stand up and he went round and he just looked at all of us in our eyes like this, just like one at a time, went round, looked me straight in the eye, next person straight in the eye. And he went all the way around until he got to that person, which he must have known, right? He must have figured out it was them because he did them last and by the time he looked at them, they were already crying. And I was like, yo, he has got skill. He didn't even say anything. He's just turned around and, and he was just like, he was like, we need to talk after. And the kid was like, okay. I was like, yo, he just straight up broke someone. He didn't even have to say anything. <laughs> That's terrifying. Um, He's a wizard. <laughs> yeah, but okay, let's, let's do it so that I'm not talking for 20 minutes. What was your primary school like? What were you like? Oh, um, it's a... That's a long time ago, man. That's a <laughs> long time ago. Um, how would I describe primary school? I, I think I enjoyed it. Um, I, I genuinely can't remember much of the first, like, three years. Uh, I do know that I've always been the tallest in my class. <laughs> That's uh, I was through through the whole of primary school. I was the tallest kid in my class. I was the tallest kid in the year for uh, most years as well. In fact, all years. I think I was the tallest kid in the school for my entire primary schooling, if I remember correctly. At one point, I remember <laughs> That's I had to I had to lie down in class on like big sheets of paper that had been taped together, and they drew around my outline to mark me as the tallest in the class and they did the same thing to the smallest in the class oh my god and then they put those up on the wall to show like the difference between like how people like how swiftly people grow <laughs> and uh you know when you're a kid that's like either amazing or weird depending on like yeah right what stage of your development you're at so um i was tall <laughs> i was always sporty to a certain extent a lot of the time with cricket um i desperately wanted to be good at football but i was rubbish all the time um I same, was by the way. Huh? so I, I same so i know the pain of growing up in the uk and not being good at football <laughs> oh just awful like i mean i'd be the kid who'd kick a ball into his own head um <laughs> as opposed to like kicking it in the right direction uh but in when it came to cricket i was like I was very, very good. Um, and that kind of helped as well to, to settle nerves and 
to make me feel like I was good at something. Yeah. And then I was I was really um I was very, very bookish for things like English, story yeah. writing, history. Uh I was very much into all that kind of stuff. Thought I was artistic. I've seen some of her pictures. I wasn't. Um <laughs> Wasn't musical, not at all. Um, my maths was okay. Can't do languages. It's become apparent. I'm very bad with languages. Uh, Wait, hang on. Wait, that's not true. You speak, you speak French. No, 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 no. I've had lots of French lessons. That does not mean I can speak French. Okay. <laughs> we need to get that clear right away. <laughs> uh, I totally thought 100% you could. No, no, like, I mean, okay. Okay, so I can tell when French people are being mean about me. I can follow, like... <laughs> that's let's, what you need. Let's, let's be honest. Like, so there's a conversation in French. I'm getting, at best, every other word. Uh, at worst, one in three words, okay? <laughs> right. Best every other word. Uh, and that's normally enough information that I can then look around me, glean the context, and figure out kind of what they're saying. Right. Uh, which is very embarrassing when you every other word that you're missing is the really important one yeah, and sure. <laughs> getting things horribly wrong um so no primary school for me uh I, I was quite into it yeah i was i was quite into school at that point um i had an amazing year four teacher a horrible year five teacher and then a pretty good year six teacher but the Wait, year what four was wrong with the year five one just cold just genuinely really cold like i suppose looking back at it now a level of disinterest like they, it was really obvious now they just didn't they weren't into their job maybe anymore maybe at all i don't know they were just they had no passion yeah at all and that's quite difficult and also i had apparently a very strong tendency at all school discos to run away from any girl that would want to dance with me. <laughs> Imagining you, a six foot one, eight year old, running away from a girl across the room like, ah, she wants to try. Were you wearing, you know, the, the classic black top with the flames at the bottom? Were you wearing oh, that? Oh, no, no. So this is the thing. I was years before that. Uh, I was in like... You were free flames. Mate, I was in like fake silk shirts oh no I was, like, I was honestly like i was i was like <laughs> you know i looked like a mini miami vice kind of kid <laughs> it's awful that is so bad it's genuinely awful um <clears throat> like it was yeah it was pretty horrific um i was i was persistent as well i was quite determined then so if i started doing something i would stick at it evidenced by going to the school fair one year and seeing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lunchbox that I really wanted to win at the hoopla, like the hoop toss. Yep. And uh, not realizing the the devilish carnies that they were that were running the stand uh, <laughs> had, had, had rigged it so that there was no chance of me winning. Uh, so I spent all of my pocket money that I'd saved for the weeks beforehand uh, on 20p per go trying to win this lunchbox and throwing this coin and i was like i was skilled i was skilled throwing this like hoop at the lunchbox and just having it bounce off every single time and i end up like 
playing and blocking the hoopla for ages, trying to win this lunchbox, running out of money. Um, and then the guy being like, oh, look, here, just have it, and taking pity on me and giving me the lunchbox. He just gave me the lunchbox. Yeah. Um, so I was persistent. I mean, it would have been much better if I'd been logical and had realized that the hoop he was giving me was 50% smaller than the lunchbox. And so there was no way I was ever going to win it. <laughs> but um, I was persistent, showing that persistence can sometimes trump uh, intellect and logic. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, saw, I remember seeing this thing once of uh, it was this meme of someone running at a wall again and again and again and again and again and someone being like oh yeah you're never going to get through that that's going to be too much of a challenge and they just keep going at this wall until there's a crack in the wall and they're just like what the fuck this is against everything that I ever was taught where if you just run at this wall enough times you will just get through it in the end it will just crack you'll be fine but Jesus Christ have you made it hard <clears throat> that was yeah that was me in uh, in primary school uh, so that yeah that was that was really it for me in primary school uh, like quite driven bit sporty um tall bookish and uh huh cute uh precocious very like <laughs> like my mum always says like i would have absolutely no problem like trying to talk to an adult like i was an adult often, oh, really? often saying stuff that i had no idea what i was saying <laughs> but trying real hard Sure. Um, and then it all changed after that. But you go for for your secondary school experience. Yeah. So uh, for anyone who's listening internationally, <clears throat> secondary school in England, I believe, is between the ages of eleven to sixteen. Uh, yeah, or or eighteen, if it depends on the school. If you part. go to oh yeah yeah sure so but like the college part is sixteen to eighteen, right? Like sixth yeah. form. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Got to year seven and thought, oh my God, this is amazing. But I really kind of like struggled to figure out the transition. I struggled with the like, the I've always been someone who tend to have like quite a large like group of friends. I don't really have like one person that I'm specifically diehard about. But um, that kind of all changed through secondary school where like and, in year seven. And meeting me. <laughs> <laughs> In year seven, uh, I basically like clung to this guy. I don't know if that's a word. Clung? Clinged? Yep. Yeah, clung. Clung to this guy. And uh, we just weren't very good for each other, really. Like he was a kind of a, he was kind of like super negative and just was like one of those people that like there was always drama around him. And I was someone that really just needed someone to like lean on and rely on. And the thing is that he was only in school maybe like 60% of the time. So the days that he weren't, wasn't in, I wasn't really hanging around with people as much. And so I think I kind of fucked myself out of the first year. Year eight was golden because year eight is bullshit year. Year seven, it's like new school, holy fuck. Year nine, at the time where I was there, it was exams. But year eight, pff, fuck it. It was right off year. Year eight, I think, is where I figured out that I was just like, oh, yeah, definitely not gay. 100% super into girls. <laughs> super into girls. Um <laughs> And so I think that year eight was when I started kind of being more like, oh, I need to probably do something about this. I probably should try and make some moves and try and approach. I, I think I remember specifically a girl. I remember asking a girl out in year seven and being like, oh, do you want to go out? And she and she said yes. And I was like, oh, great. This is all via MSN, which was like a messaging software. Now what do we do? <laughs> well, when I met up with her, 
she was like, uh, it was actually my friend on my MSN account typing for me and I don't really want to be here. So we went into the cinema and sat and watched the movie, didn't say a word to each other and then left. And Super. I was just like, rock and roll. That went well. Super. So I also love the fact that you felt the need to explain what MSN Messenger was. Not for um, you. Or for, no, no, like, no, no. For, 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 for our international listeners who also probably experienced MSN Messenger <laughs> because Microsoft is not limited to the UK and Ireland. <laughs> and also, I mean, if you were to raise this point to maybe some of my students, they wouldn't know because MSN Messenger has been dead for many years. But <laughs> I think our audience know what MSN Messenger Let's hope. Was. Let's hope. MSN Messenger was great. It was dream. Um, <laughs> MSN Messenger was how I socialized for probably like 90% of secondary school. Anyway, it also in year seven, I got Xbox Live for the first time. And so I was like, fuck it. Oh, no, you know what I got in year seven? I got World of Warcraft. And I was like, nope, everything else is done. See you later, world. So I was just happy chilling on World of Warcraft, to be honest. I was cool just doing that. Nerd alert. And then year nine was cool. Like, the thing is, academically, I just kind of stopped caring i think that because i'd coasted through primary school and then found year seven quite hard i just kind of knew that i could coast and be fine so i just to like cut to the chase i left secondary school with all c's across the board so like the minimum you needed to pass i got c c c c c c c c c in pretty much everything there was a couple of things I got like a B and I got a distinction in something, but it was, to be honest, it was, it was pretty fluffy. The, 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 the high level ones I got, I got a distinction in music tech, which is great for this. It's great for podcasting and it's great for going into film afterwards, but it wasn't you. If I hadn't done this stuff, it wouldn't have been useful at all. It would have just been a complete waste of fucking time, which is probably like 99% of the people who did music tech probably didn't ever use it. So whatever. Um, and then yeah so i got all the way through secondary school kind of just like coasting not really caring and to be honest when i look back there weren't really any teachers that i was like fuck they were amazing do you know what i mean like in primary school there were teachers that i really look back on I'm like wow they were really really good and in secondary school i don't really feel that i just kind of feel like you know what there weren't there like there were teachers that were good i had a science teacher called mr lamb he was pretty fucking good he was pretty good he did some cool shit like where he um he put alcohol like going through the classroom and then lit it up so there was like a line of fire around the room that was pretty cool good and i remember him telling us health and safety nowadays yeah good luck. um and he i remember him telling us about you know you know like uh sweets that are made of gelatin and he was talking about that and how it's like melted down cow bones or some shit like that and i remember everybody else in the class being like oh like, i'm not eating sweets anymore but everyone had just gone to break so everyone had all these sweets and i was like i'll oh, still eat them so i came home with like a bag full of sweets and mum was like what the hell where did you get all of these from i was like no one else wanted them so i took them all that's it <laughs> and to this day if you offer me free food i'm taking it like today today we had leftover biscuits that were like meant to be for the kids for pudding and they're like well he's well, gonna get chucked I was like, i'll have the lot done so <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking them home. Did you Don't worry about it. Sit in your car and eat them all. No, I, I I think that my wife would actually divorce me if she found out that I sat in the car and just ate all the snacks before coming home. So because <laughs> I have seen some videos of you sitting in a car eating <laughs> a cake in two mouthfuls. Is it <laughs> cupcake in two? Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Cupcake in two isn't that impressive. That's not my best. I could do better. Give me I could, on a good day, hydrated, like moist mouth. I could do one. Boom. Oh, gone. I, I mean, oh. Uh, 
sometimes I really wish we put the video out of this, but because <laughs> then I'd because then I'd make you do that and prove it, but. Uh, ultimately it would undermine the anonymity yeah what i will say is that um my uh the in year 10 was real bad so basically throughout my whole life i've just been a liar i've always lied and it's just been like my go-to i'm not really sure why but uh i remember in year like eight or nine telling a lie that ended up coming back on me in year 10 basically that someone someone in year 10 had said like oh do you remember that lie you told in year eight and i was like yeah i wasn't lying and like that was just my instinct, was just to deny that it was a lie. But no, no, I wasn't lying. I wasn't lying. And because of that, um, obviously, kids are brutal. And it was just like everyone just piled on. And it was, it wasn't even. And, and by the end of it, it wasn't even about the lie anymore. It was just that I was an easy target. So it started off as people being like, "Yeah, you're a fucking liar," blah blah blah. So like literally, I would walk up to my group of friends and they would turn around and be like, "Fuck you, you're a fucking liar," blah blah blah. The lie wasn't about any of them. It was about like some, I don't even know what it was. It was just some story that I'd made up that had happened outside of school. But anyway, so then that happened. And then, um, and then after that, like all of the people that were in that group who, who I were, were, you know, who I was pretty good friends with, like all these like secrets that you tell people when you're in secondary school that at the time are like the biggest deal in the world, but really aren't that big of a deal in like life suddenly they were just telling everybody all of those because I was an easy target. And, and that was truly horrible. And I, what I would say is that I'm, I'm kind of glad it happened because it has given me some perspective on like how helpless you can be mm. as a, uh, as the person that's kind of being, I don't want to say bullied because I feel like, I feel like bullying is perhaps the right term here. But the way that I see it is if you, if you lie to people, and they call you out on it. I don't really know necessarily if that is bullying. I think that maybe if you just don't it's tell calling, lies, it's calling you out on it, and then it's going to town on you. Yeah, I guess. I guess like, it was excessive. It was excessive calling out, is what that really was, wasn't it? And, that, and there was a lot that was unnecessary. But they were teenagers, and so was I. And and to be fair, I do. It's it's kind of weird because I do think about it now sometimes, where I'm thinking, uh, oh, I fucking wish I'd done this. Like when that kid had done this, I wish I'd done this. Blah blah blah. Like, I wish I could have gone back and spoken to myself then and been like, mate, this, this, this can end in literally like one altercation that will have no, no, cause it was like one person who was like the ringleader and he was just such like this little like classic runt kid. And I wish that I could just go back in time and be like, let's mate, the next time he does that shit, just fucking stop it there. Just, just, just whatever you need to do, just get it done. It's not going to affect your life in any way. So don't worry. And, um, and I think that now it's also given me a bit of perspective in terms of like how I would handle a bullying case at school now. Obviously, the girls that I deal with are much younger. But uh, if there was someone who was like pretty, you know, showing signs that they were being bullied and they could talk to me about it, I would I would address it very, very, very quickly and would speak to the person being bullied and be like, you you need to understand that I will be here as much as I can but ultimately this is going to come down to can you stand up for yourself because for as long as you can't they're going to keep coming and you, you have to it's so hard but you have to just stand up and you've just got to do whatever you need to do and I was like look I can't I can't necessarily tell you to hit someone but what I will say is if you hit someone who's been horrible to you they won't be horrible to you for much longer or if they do then we at least you can kind of like have that off your conscience and I'm not necessarily saying that violence is the answer but what I'm saying is more that I understand it I would understand it as someone who has been bullied to say, 
I get, I, I can under, oh, fuck. I, I don't think I was bullied, but as someone who's been through something similar, I would, uh, I would understand that. And I would understand that drive that you get. And, you know, I'd, I don't want it to happen to anybody, but equally it was a great learning point for me because I realized very quickly after that year 10, I was like, I just don't want to lie anymore because it was such a horrible experience to be called out that I just hate it. And as a result now, I feel like I'm a lot harsher on people who are lying in life. Like if I, if I think someone is lying, I would just call them out straight away. And we'll just get, it would just get sorted like that because I know that for me that worked. And what's quite funny is uh, queen M who has been on here before. Yeah. She's had a similar experience where she grew up and her li- and lying was her default. And we've had a lot of conversations about how, um, about how important it is to kind of have that moment of being called out and being like, Oh shit. And mm-hmm. kind of realizing that you don't want to lie anymore and getting around that. Anyway, I've just gone off on like a fucking rant. Not no, even no, it's no, it's, it's really, it's really interesting. It's, uh, I didn't know that. Um, I see some similarities as well. I, I say, uh, I would probably imagine that. Yeah. In secondary school, uh, I, I was capable of being liberal with the truth as well. <laughs> Sure. Um, I don't know what it is like you say I think uh, but I mean I see it a lot in the students that I teach now like I'd be like can you stop talking or I wasn't talking it's like I literally watched you talking yeah like, but uh, no I wasn't it's like okay well the first time maybe you misunderstood maybe you thought I was asking about a different point but now you're doubling down on the statements now you really are just lying yeah Um. and yeah I mean I think I was I think I was the same. I didn't get called out on anything or have any interactions like that. Um, I wonder if it's just a formative part of teenage life, um, childhood, like doing that. I don't know. Um, I think my mum was very tolerant of a lot of things. And so she'd kind of like just shrug off things like, hey, mum, yeah, I like did this today in school. I like built the first ever iPhone. She'd be like, oh, that's sweet. Uh, no, you sure. didn't. Um, yeah. And but she just tolerated. She wouldn't nip it in the bud. Um, I did have a, a proper bullying incident uh, in secondary school when I got there very early on, my first year in secondary school. And uh, I won't say his first name, but Newman, you absolute dick. Yo, fuck Newman. Real yeah. Life. How about absolute, that? You absolute asshole. Uh, you dillweed. You knob jockey. You bellend you deal with just uh you you horrible horrible human being right uh you made my life miserable and all because i beat him in a cross-country race i believe is the reason i was first and he was second he did not like that um but yeah he, he had a real problem with me and he started to get quite violent with it and now i wasn't a small kid but like i wouldn't I wouldn't kind of push back at all. Uh, yeah. I was still, I was still kind of like the biggest in the year, first year secondary school, but I wouldn't push it. And it just came to a head one day. It came to a head with a fight. Uh, he started it, as evidenced by like everyone at the school seeing it in the lunch yard. <laughs> he started it, uh, and he kicked me, kicked me in the wrist, and he, he actually broke my wrist. What? And uh, and in retaliation. I punched him in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most bizarre fight I've and, ever heard uh, in my life. And then, we, and then we got separated by the lunch break teacher. And um, 
yeah, he pushed me, he kicked me, broke my wrist. And all I can think to describe is that I tried to kill him by punching him in the throat. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't like a side of the neck. It was a full on. No, throat. I was like, bam, like straight right into the throat. And uh, thankfully, I had noodle arms and, uh, <laughs> and there was no strength behind it. Otherwise, maybe I might have done some damage. I don't know. But uh, we were separated. And um, yeah, there was like big investigation and um his parents were brought in my parents were brought in the teachers were brought in the teachers said they noticed that i was becoming more and more kind of like quiet over the like kind of weeks beforehand and some other students had volunteered information that he had said he was going to start a fight with me and all this kind of stuff and he got he got suspended for a week and uh and he came back and he was i hate to say it like he was a bit of a shell of a human being after that he just wasn't um yeah, he he lost all self confidence as a result, and, uh, and you know I got to I got to go on with quite a comfortable secondary school experience from there. But he he had a much harder time of it. Um, I mean, I, I I I enjoyed some parts of secondary school, but I've always been quite quick on the pickup for things. Like I can understand things quite quickly, and. I don't mind talking, I think is evidenced by this. I've got, a bit of, I've got a bit of a smart mouth. And so often I can kind of like give a semi-decent answer, no matter what the question is. Even if I don't know, I can kind of like fudge my way through an answer. Mm. And as secondary school went on, that started to become more and more of me cruising and just getting by and not, not trying hard. So like mm. it started with like, the homework starts to get done at the last minute and then the homework gets done the morning before and then the homework gets done in class quietly under the table while the roll call is being taken and then the homework isn't done at all because I don't need to do the homework I'm still doing right on the tests uh, or I don't need to do the homework I'm still giving good answers when they ask me mm. and so I started to coast um, I started to pour more and more of my energy into I, I like I, I formed a very close group of friends or I was part of a very close group of friends. There were about eight of us and we were really, really tight and um, poured a lot of energy into that. And then I was still really, really sporty. Um, and all of my reports as I went on through school were like, yeah, amazing at sport, does really well, very intelligent, could try harder, could work harder, could like put more effort in. And the end result for me was like my my grades just suffered. Like I suddenly was getting to exams and being like, ha, this will be easy. I know this stuff. And then you sit down and be like, Oh, you want specifics. You don't want me to just pull an answer out of my arse and waffle on for a little while and try to give you some kind of sense. You, you want me to actually specifically know a date or an amount or something like, or a formula. And so I coasted a lot and I, so I went to school in Ireland and we do, instead of GCSEs and A-levels, we do junior cert and leaving cert. My, we, they're the same ages. But my junior cert year, um, I got okay grades, like a couple of A's, mainly B's, uh, a couple of C's. Um, but then after you do your junior cert year, you have a choice. You can either take what's called transition year, which is literally a dead year, or you can just skip on into your final two years of, of school and do prepare for your leaving cert. 
so I did transition year and it was quite good for me to kind of grow up um and that allowed me a chance to I I guess kind of focus again a little bit I was really getting into my sports then uh and competing at, at a national and international level in yeah baby yeah that's it yeah that was transition year was the year I first got my first kind of international sporting experience and that was a big deal um and it helped it helped kind of get me back in the flow of things a little bit and uh and it's different in Ireland at the time there weren't really colleges you didn't really go to your junior cert and then move on to a separate thing you just did all of it in one school so high school for me was uh my last two years what saved me was the fact that as I started my last two years, they started an extra two hours after school, uh, Monday through Thursday, you could stay and they called it homework club. And you basically would sit in there for two hours yeah, and do all your homework and do whatever study. And that saved me. Cause if I wasn't doing that, I just would have flaked again. I can tell. Yeah, sure. And um, so I did, I did a lot better, but then in my final year of school, my dad died. Uh, he died, he died in February uh, of that, right at the start of February in my final year and I missed all my mocks and I just kind of went off the rails um, everything suffered really like schoolwork, sports uh, family and social stuff all suffered a bit, not too much but a little bit and uh, and my grades weren't amazing when I finished so I think if I'd been able to continue the momentum I had in the penultimate year i'd probably have had higher grades i mean i don't look back on it and and kind of feel bad about it now i realize that mm. i was de- dealing with what i had to to deal with at the time um i kind of went off the rails a bit there and then i put like massive walls up around that part of my life probably until about a couple of years ago oh uh, shit wow yeah, realistically, probably uh, probably about 18 years, like 17, 18 years where I didn't then approach those thoughts. Uh, I, like, I gradually kind of started to approach them, but really like a couple of years ago, I started to unpack them a bit, figure it. But like high school, I was always a bit, I can take it or leave it. Like I'm very smart, therefore I don't need to go. And I would take any opportunity to skip out and be like, oh, mum, <laughs> sure. I'm so sick. <laughs> and like, she'd be like, okay, fine. And she was very, very soft with me. And she'd let me stay. And then it would come towards the end of the day. I'd be like, mum, I feel so much better now. I feel like I've definitely healed. I can definitely go to sports training. And she'd be like, okay, off you go then. And then the next day, I'm like, oh, mum, I overdid it. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> sure. And so, yeah, I was a bit like, I'd flake out of it. Mm-hmm. So I was a nightmare. In short, I was a nightmare. I was that kid who was capable <laughs> of a lot, who just didn't apply himself much. Sure, but sure. Always with a smile on my face, though. Always polite and nice to people, I think. That's good. That's but a, it's that's different for you, because you obviously finished school at GCSE and then went on to college, which is yeah. different. In the US, college is university, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you went on to your final two years of schooling. Right, so, yeah, so... I think I'll cover college and uni quite quickly. College uh, was awesome. So fucking good. Uh, I had amazing teachers and I was only doing film, which is all I really wanted to do. Uh Um, So I had amazing teachers who were just 
you know, just super good. And, and so much stuff that I learned through college got me through even now, like things I do now, I learned through college just because it was such a good program. Um, and then went on to do film at university and it was really cool. I feel like I've had, a, I feel like I've had an amazing uni experience as well. First year, I just met a bunch of people through sport. Second year, I just indulged completely. And I just basically decided, I remember deciding in second year, at the beginning of second year, being like, this year, I am just going to fucking do exactly what I want to do and nothing else. So basically, I just played poker for a year, like pretty much full time. Yeah. I think I played somewhere around like, I was, I was playing somewhere around like 10 hours a day of poker and then doing like two, three hours of study of poker in the evenings. So I was playing a lot. I wasn't going to lectures because fuck lectures. <laughs> And then, um, and everyone was kind of like, this course is shit. And the course wasn't great, to be honest. It really wasn't. And then third year, it kind of all went great because I got really, really close with two of my best friends from today. I got with my wife. <laughs> like, you know, it all kind of ticked off and went in the right direction. So I feel like university and college are kind of like different fish, aren't they, though, really? Like, yeah. You can't really compare your experience through college or university to secondary school, I don't think. I don't think it's fair. Unless it's a sixth form, I guess you could kind of do it, but uh, I don't really know. Like, I haven't had the experience of going into a sixth form, so I don't really know what that's like. Do you, do you think you could have taught yourself? <clears throat> as a student, do you think you would have been yeah. a good student, or do you think you'd have been a pain in the arse? What, in, in secondary school or in college? Any, any school any school in any primary school. school hell yeah i would have been a great person to have in the class because now <coughs> I'm, i am like drawn to the children who are those characters who are a bit cheeky and jokey and kind of mess around there's a girl in my class who i'm just like absolutely head over heels about she's just she's just so cheeky and so ridiculous but she gets it like do you know what i mean that like on a, on a deep level she gets it and she understands what i'm there for and she gets what she's there for and you know She'll say stuff like that uh, as a five-year-old. She'll say stuff like, uh, uh, "Like, thank you for explaining it to me." Oh well, wow. I was, I was <clears throat> saying that to five. I was like, "All right, cool, whatever." But then also, she'll you know she'll do stuff like uh, I said to her. I was just like, "I was like, why are you talking? Like, stop talking over me." And then she put, she like did this like weird little sassy like, "How about you stop talking over me?" <laughs> <laughs> and, I, oh. and I was laughing so and then like we both started laughing immediately because she's joking and I know her well enough that she is joking but um, yeah I mean that's that's funny and then detention <laughs> yeah but like you because you, because we both know each other we we know that the other one's kind of we know you where the step on that shit now <laughs> before she ends up becoming one of my students okay it's precisely <laughs> that kind too. of stuff that leads to my students being the way they are. Yeah, you end up punching her in the throat. How about one of these? What? <laughs> Fuck you, Newman. <laughs> so, so yeah, what about you? College, uni? Well, obviously, also, I just want to say that what's quite funny about your your story is that you've gone from being someone who's like academically coasting to somebody who clearly gives a fuck about academia and really yeah. thrives in that environment. So I, I just needed to lose the structure and to be given more responsibility for myself. Right. That's all I needed. And that's why university was good for me. Uh, I just needed that. Like, I needed to be given a chance to to just be a bit more of a grown-up. Um, I didn't love the structure of being in school. 
every day at that time, you mm. know, all the way through, told when you can have your lunch, when you can't have your lunch, told when you can have a drink, when you can't have a drink. I've never been great with that, so I needed a bit of freedom. Um, as for teaching myself, I would have liked to teach me at primary school. I would have hated to teach me in the latter part of secondary school because I'd have just been so frustrating. Yeah, I am sure. the same student. I am the same as my frustrating students now. Not because I'm... The only difference between me and my frustrating students now is that I was talkative. I would talk to you. I'd answer your questions. I'd have an opinion. I'd be polite. My students have potential, have ability, don't open their mouths, aren't very polite, mm. generally very grumpy. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't that. But I still would have found myself an epic arsehole to teach. <laughs> sure. It would have been a nightmare. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of like... Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Would I tell uh, younger? I nearly said my name there. I nearly said my <laughs> name. Wow. Would I tell younger Mr. B? Mini B. Would I, t- would I tell Master B um, <laughs> to uh, to do things differently? Probably, but I think I've I've lost enough uh, sleep in the last kind of month that I don't need to lose any more sure, sleep on yeah, that. Yeah. Um, because we've been going for quite a while on this one actually, but. Have you got any from the classroom stuff at all? Um, um, I'm trying to think if I have any that were that were good. <laughs> I've got um, I've got some feedback just from like students. Um, first of all, like one of my students who's gone off to university, he's still in touch with me. Now he he emails me randomly, and he's a uh, he's a cheeky little shit now that he's gone. <laughs> Very, very swift to like make a joke at my right. expense. Um, but you know, like, good for him, he's doing really well. But yeah, just a lot of positive feedback. Uh, we did a virtual open event for the college, um, and out of 250 people that attended it in various departments, the only piece of positive feedback that came into the college afterwards was about the talk that I gave. Wow. Um, and it just felt really good to get that. And uh, the amusing thing is that that, along with like a live Q&A session that I did uh, last week, has resulted in them asking me to be the voice of a college podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gonna be like, "Wait, I'm gonna miss." I know this. this thing. I got this message. I got this email saying, "We want to start a college podcast. We're gonna start off with like the first episode will be about healthy eating and healthy lifestyle habits. We'd like you to host that, and we'd like you to host it going forward. Uh, we're coming to you because we know you know a lot about podcasts." I was like, "Oh shit, I've been rumbled." Yeah, what? Oh, what the hell? And then you just listen to a lot <laughs> of podcasts. Yeah, and that literally is what it turns out to be. <laughs> they were like, oh, oh my we, God. Heard you, we heard you in a staff meeting talking about how you listen to this podcast or that podcast. I was like, oh, thank God for that. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll help with your podcast. <clears throat> you know oh, what? God. One thing that has, that has <clears throat> happened at this new school is that I'm very open with people about the fact that I do a podcast. And really? No one gives a fuck. I, I don't tell them what I do. I don't tell them. They know it's a, they know it's a teaching podcast. But they've got no idea. Yeah, that's because you've got what? nothing bad to say about them. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got no, I've got just like, you know, 
I kind of figured that going into this one, I was like, I, I kind of like, I, you know, I enjoy doing this and I don't want it to be a big, a big enough secret that I'm like worried about people finding out. I don't mind people knowing that I do this. What I mind is that my name gets out onto the internet and somehow upsets someone. That's what I want to avoid. Yeah. I mean, like, I quite want to avoid offending my colleagues because I do dog them out at the times <laughs> when, when they've done something stupid. Um, oh, also, just to highlight, uh, another from the very quick from the classroom today uh, one of my students today in class almost had a panic attack because he thought he had his hands on his legs sitting at the table and he thought that his heart had fallen down to just above his knee <laughs> and i was like excuse me what what he's like no seriously mr b seriously and like you can see he's starting to like panic it's totally out of character for this kid. He's just panicking. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I feel my heart. It's just here above my leg. I was like, that's, that's your, that's that's your pulse. pulse. <laughs> He's like, what? I was like, that's your pulse. It's the same way that it's in your neck and it's in your wrist. That's your pulse. That's just the blood pumping through the veins. He was like, uh, that's the arteries, the veins. That's just the, the blood pumping. He was like, so it's not my heart then. My heart hasn't moved. I was like, nope. No, it's not going to do that, but it's not going to move. Um, it doesn't wander around. It doesn't move about. So uh, despite all of the stuff that we have, I still have those kinds of weird interactions. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. That's so funny. That he's like so scared. What's he like, he thinks going on inside that your heart can just fall? It's not like exactly. rattling around on a shelf. Oh, no. The toothpicks holding it in place have moved. <laughs> you coughed too hard. No, my heart. So that was, yeah, that was one of my highlights for today. Very nice. Right, this was a long one. So uh, it was indeed. Yeah. Leave so it here. Wrap um, it up. Yeah. It's been good to be back, dude. Um, and thank you all to our listeners as well. I don't know why I'm waving at the camera. <laughs> you can't see. <laughs> but, uh, thank you to all our listeners. Um, big streams still in US, Canada, and the UK. Uh, North Carolina is our kind of uh, hotspot for listening. In What's the US. Uh, what up, North Carolina? Uh, wait, I, I think I looked this up. Is it Tar Heels? Is that the like? Uh, the what? Is that, the, is that a sports team? Go yeah. Tar Heels. <laughs> you see? Yes! Go North Carolina Tar Heels. I fucking knew it. Yeah, because they're so good in that sport they do, which is American football. Which is... Uh, uh, dude, leave it. It's baseball. <laughs> This is hockey. No, so Tar Heels is the University of North Carolina athletics uh, mascot. So oh, we're gonna we're gonna support uh, those guys and say go Tar Heels, go Tar Heels, dude. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. It's good to be back. Yes, good to be back. See you in a bit. This is the fun part. We'd love to hear from you. Comments and questions are most welcome. Every month, we're going to answer questions from listeners in one special episode. So you can send your questions in to inatbreak at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying the show, then please subscribe. Maybe you could even tell a friend. Or maybe you could even give us a little follow on Twitter. At inatbreak. Or follow us on Instagram. Also, at inatbreak. See you next time. Bye.